The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and this week is a very special episode. This is the Niner Empire GB's first ever Ladies' Night. Let me introduce the, to the group Leanne Gerlich, her first time on the show. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you. And of course, our good friend Lisa Lawrence. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you, Kat. Nice to be here. So let's show these boys that we know our Niners. Let's do it. So last week we had the Cardinals come to town, and I don't know about you, but I thought that was a very ugly game. But we did prevail, winning 36-26. to 26. What are your thoughts on this game, Leanne? You were there. Tell me about the atmosphere. Oh, it was rocking. I have this rule that I've had. I'm a third-generation fan, so my grandfather raised me in candlestick and said, there's three rules. You never leave before the clock hits zero. You don't boo your own team, and you don't miss um, kickoff. Well, <laughs> first play, you don't. You sit in your seats. So my friends, my plus ones, don't like it, but tough. They go with me. They stay till the end, and this proved why. Two seconds left on the clock. Best play I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And we just pulled it out. It was it was an exciting fourth quarter. It really was. First half, I wasn't happy with. I don't think anybody was. <laughs> Is no. that boy? In the fourth quarter, that. The stadium was rumbling, literally, mm. from people's feet and banging on chairs. And I just, I haven't heard it that loud since the last two games. It's just been, people have been in their sheets, That's wearing awesome. red and doing a good job. Lisa, what'd you think? Oh, the first half was hideous. It, it, it was painful. It, uh, of course, it, it ended, it ended great. You look at the stats and the stats just almost don't tell what happened. I, I, I don't want to do that again, frankly. I'm with you. <laughs> there were just, I just felt like, okay, six, we were down 16 points, like, early on. That was, that's been unheard of for us this year. I mean, this year, it, we've been able to get on the board quickly. What happened, do you think? I think they weren't quite prepared. I think the defense was sluggish in the beginning, but I have no idea why. I listened to the radio while the games were on, but I, they couldn't figure out what was going on either. I mean, other than the massive amount of injuries that we have, too, that I take into consideration on how the team goes. I mean, if they had their starters, that's all. <laughs> that's all. I just want them back. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Even though the stats are great, the offense sure did not look like they were together. Granted, we have a lot of injuries on that side of the ball, too. But Garoppolo did end up 34 for 45, 424 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, and 115.4 passer rating. And he is now being spoken in the same sentences as Joe Montana and Steve Young. How do we feel about that? Is he worthy of being included in that grand company? I have confidence. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, not after a... I agree. No, no. I think he has a lot of growth he needs to do first. But he definitely rallies them. I mean, that's what the players say, is that he's truly a leader. They trust him, and they follow. And he's really, he can pull them back from whatever troubles they're having. Yeah. He's good in the... I think with Garoppolo, I mean, his 
record game. I mean, 424 yards. I mean, he was passing like crazy. They just didn't run that much. So he had his moment to shine. I think he did great. But, yeah, I'm not ready to jump on any kind of bandwagon with him yet. Well, and I could do without the interceptions thrown directly to the defenders. It's I get it when it's tipped and all that happens. Passes to the other players. <laughs> you guys had to bring that up. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> right Sorry. I know. Well, it is. And that's the thing. I mean, okay. It, for regular listeners of the show, everybody knows I absolutely adore Jimmy. I think he's just you know, he's adorable. He's a little cutie. He likes older women. You know, he's got all the right things going for him. And I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. Now, I happen to be a, a huge Steve Young fan. So it kind of, you know, I'm a little hesitant to put him in that company. Montana made me a Niner fan. Steve kept me a Niner fan. So, you know, I'll give him time, you know, but he is doing good things. That is it's one thing, but there are pieces of his game that need to improve. Yeah, but the offensive line needs to give him some time. You know, it's collapsing around him and he's holding on the ball too long sometimes. And we all have to hope he plays as good as he looks. Oh, yes. <laughs> for Jimmy GQ. Yep, yep. <laughs> and our receivers were a little suspect this week, dropping balls again. But... Stats are okay. You know, we had a couple, uh, three uh, receiving touchdowns. I'm really impressed with Ross Dwelly, who's filling in for Mr. Kittle. Let's talk about Mr. Dwelly. Four for 14, average of 3.5 yards and two touchdowns. Is he a decent backup, you think? Better than decent. Oh, better. yes, I agree. Much better than yeah. decent. <laughs> yeah. He's ex- I mean, I don't want to lose him, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. you know, the backups are basically, you know, if they're if they're still backups, they're auditioning for another team. Yeah. They got to get on TV and show what they've got in case they, you know, have to go somewhere else. So, yeah, he's excellent. I don't want him to leave us. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I mean, it's no kiddo, but. Well, and and what I thought Selick was active for this game. Did you guys see him on the field at all? No, I, I don't think I saw much of him. I remember seeing him suited up. You know, it's harder at the game. There's just, you're limited versus watching on TV, so. Well, and then, you know, when you're watching on TV, all you get to see is what the TV station decides to show you. (laughs) Exactly. And I like to watch one player at a time and just see how they do their routes and who they're going after. And yeah, they're very limited on TV. So we had a total of 26 first downs. The Cardinals had 21. Our third down efficiency is at 46%, where the Cardinals had 30%. Our fourth down proficiency was not very good. We had no fourth downs converted. The Cardinals converted one on us, but you know what? I think that was only the second time that the Niners gave up a fourth down conversion. Yes, that's what what I'd heard too. I mean, our defense is... Our defense is doing really well. They just seem to have an off night last week. That's the way I excuse it is, you know, I am not questioning it. I'm not worried about them. I just think every team has their downtimes. I mean, look at how many teams lost, was it two or three Sundays ago where you had these great teams losing, can't figure out why, you know, to one in nine teams or whatever it is. They're just, it's just a fluke in a way. I'll be happy when it all comes together, you know, the offense and the defense. You know, they're all clicking on all cylinders. And really, the time for that to start happening is coming up. Because if we do end up in the playoffs, we want to be rolling on all cylinders. Plus, somebody that can be healthy, 
you know, I mean, actually physically can be healthy, needs to be healthy. We, we need to get those people back on the field. And don't you think that, I mean, it's my opinion and, I, and nobody agrees with me, but, you know, people like Kittle, I'd rather him be better than okay because I don't mind saving him for later in the season. I mean, personally, if I were in charge, I would say, take your time. We love him. We want him back, but I want him strong. If we could take one more week with some of these guys, I'm okay with it. Look how good we did with, I don't even know how many injuries we have now. Last week, it was like seven or eight, I remember, but I'd rather have him better than okay. Yeah. Ex- well, and I love that he is still up in the luxury box. <laughs> if they keep pulling that window down, he will. <laughs> TV, and I'm like, don't jump, please. I know. He's holding on to the, the window frame and he's dancing around and I'm like, oh, if that window's opens, they're gonna he's gonna jump down. And we don't need that. We need need him to get well and yeah, healthy. It's gotta be hard. It's gotta be yeah. hard for yep. him. Well, he's a baller. Yeah. Oh <laughs> great minds think alike. <laughs> well, some other interesting tidbits. Uh the Niners have allowed the fewest passing yards this season. Go D. We are just ahead of the Pats. Interesting. When was the last time we said that? I know. It's been a while, huh? Love to see our defense get on Tom Brady. I think that would be very delightful. Oh, yeah. It would be. It really would be. Levi's grass would be Mm -hmm. nice. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) They'd be hunting wabbits one day. (laughs) (laughs) Some more great defensive stats. The Niners jointly lead the NFL with 39 team sacks. Carolina also has 39. We've also allowed the fewest first downs this season, 146, which is again ahead of the Pats and ahead of the Bills who are in second, who are in third. And then we are also second in third down conversions having only allowed 30.2% to be converted. The Pats lead with 19.3. Well, I guess I guess they had to lead at something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even though the Niners gave away 10 penalties in this last game, we still have seventh fewest penalties for the year for, with 62. That, that's just mind-boggling, really. Considering how it was last year. Yeah, oh, yeah, true. Well, the, the last two games, it seems like they hadn't been throwing that many flags either. Right, they have. They, they missed a few in our favor on Sunday for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We thought, we thought there was a couple where you can get a flag on. And poor Sherman. <laughs> oh, but come on. Sherm has always played that way. It's just they wait till he's a Niner before they call him on it. <laughs> yeah, and they probably were watching him more than someone else, too. Because <laughs> he had a really bad hit, that one hit. Yeah, he up, did. So, you know. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. At least he's showing that he, he still has it. You know, he's still got gas in the tank, which is great. Oh, yeah, and he's a great leader to these guys. Mm-hmm. I I was not sold on him because I really... Let's be nice. I didn't like him hard very much. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, I coming, agree. it took me that first year. I never cheered him. I was so angry we had him. He's warming up to me just because <laughs> of all the community service he does. And I know his mom. His, I got to meet and know his mom, and she's awesome. So Nice. Nice. I felt exactly like you did, Leanne. My brother's from Seattle, and so the, the, oh. the, the rivalry is just hideous. And he's like, yeah. give, give the guy a chance. He's, you know, he's up in the Seattle area. He, he's just a great community leader. And, yeah. you know, it, it was hard, you know, when he came. But I'm, I embrace I him a, now. <laughs> I have a very good friend that's a Seattle 
um, fan, and she told me the same thing. She said, just give it time. Let yep. him warm up to you. He's yep. awesome. And I lost the bet when we lost the game. She and I have a bet for every t- game we play. Whoever's losing has to wear the opposing jersey on Facebook profile oh. for three days. Oh, that's why. It's a that's week, awful. but she cut me some slack. Normally it's a week, but she said, well, it was almost a tie, so just three days is fine. <laughs> let me tell you the, the crap I got on Facebook with that one. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I, think I think someone, someone said, something said something about turning, about turning, to, turning the to the dark side. side. <laughs> oh. Sounds right. <laughs> So, guys, we are now guaranteed our fourth winning season since 2002. I just can't believe it. I know. I'm still, I'm still one of those skeptical fans. I, I've Me been too. The stadium, the last two, three seasons, I go to the game and I just expect they'll lose. I'm just pinching myself and I'm not getting too excited because I'm waiting for the other foot to drop. I right. just. Well, okay, we all know Dip had to, like, calm me down early in the season. We're 3-0, and and I'm getting all excited. We're I, we're on the, the cusp of something great. So he's calmed me down so much. I'm I'm like, oh, no, 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 one game at a time now. One game at a time. Let's just one game. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, I think the true faith look very hesitant. And, I mean, we're happy, but I don't like to get too happy. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I can explain any better, but... Well, it, it, we're just so used to the disappointment of of losing, you know, and that loss to Seattle absolutely broke our spirits, I think. And a lot of a lot of people had to talk us back up. Okay, it's just one loss. It's just one loss. Now we face them. Now we know what we're up against. We can prepare for that game when it's time. After that loss to Seattle, and you had you had people in the group. It's like. Oh, is it time to, to sit Jimmy? Is it time to... And it's mm-hmm. like, come on. It's one game, people. And yeah. you can, I mean, and he's, he's got to learn how to bounce back from that kind of thing anyway. And I think he did pretty darn good. Even with all his mistakes. Yep. He's tough. Well, I heard in an interview that he said he likes getting hit because it gets him pumped up and gets him ready so that the next hit won't be as drastic or painful. I don't know why he said that, but he said, I don't mind. He said, I like getting hit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's something about the competitive you know the animal instinct of the game you know boys what are you gonna do yeah well, yep. the game uh, some of the girls say don't hurt his face leave his face alone that's all we care about <laughs> i actually yell that out i'll confess to it Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and you know we're going to take that's all it's about it's not what it's all about but it's fun to look at him well and yeah. we're going to take crap for this because we're talking about that but you know what i have nieces and i have sons so so they in a sense don't count but i tell my nieces be an athlete not an athletic supporter i'm not into cheerleaders it's 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 demeaning it's <laughs> but that's what the guys like and it's like, so, so we get, they look at them and we've got Jimmy. Exactly. Speaking of Jimmy, James Little asks, so with Jimmy having a career day and being vastly celebrated across the media outlets of the NFL, is it only the faithful who aren't completely sold on him? Do you really think that it's the faithful who aren't sold on him? I mean, I'm, I'm as faithful as, as both of you and, and I'm sold on him, but I, I'm just not sure I understand that the faithful are the ones that are just... I think it's the the newish fans or the yeah bandwagons bandwagons exactly exactly and at the game I see a lot of Garoppolo jerseys and I have a rule with jerseys I don't have many but I'm not going to buy a jersey until there have been four or five years on the team I'm not going to run up buy a Garoppolo jersey what if he gets traded yeah so I mean we love him he's great 
don't don't tell my husband that because I already got my Garoppolo jersey. <laughs> I also already got my Matt Breda jersey. <laughs> I'm just not ready for a Bosa jersey. That's all. Yeah, oh, well, I that, love him, but that's who know. my son's asking for. Uh, I just bought one for my brother for Christmas. He loves him. Yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to the show. He said he doesn't care what he does off the field as long as he keeps hitting people. Uh, Steve Cushman asks, will our run game get jump-started once Kittle comes back? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you think teams are deliberately going to stack stack their line to stop our run? They should. Well, I think that if it's, I mean, obviously if it's predictable, they will. That's why I was really happy. I saw a lot of passing plays, you know, this last game. I think they're going to not know because Shanahan is like that. He's not going to be standard. He's not going to be someone that you can expect what's going to happen. That's the whole point of how good he is. So I'd be curious, too, how they get ready for us. I think we have to mix it up. You, If, you, if, you, if you're predictable, you're, you're going to lose. And I think Shanahan is, is just like you said. He's going he's gonna to go in there and, and you know, I think, I think that's what's going to happen. I think you've got to keep them on their toes and keep them guessing. And, and not be predictable. That's the last thing we want yeah. to be. Last yeah. thing. Yeah, that's his specialty. Yep. That's what everybody says, too. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mark Noli asks, who do we think will be the, the toughest opponents in our remaining games? The Packers, the Ravens, the Saints, or is it going to be Seattle in Seattle? Oh, def- oh definitely Seattle's fun. right up there. We're going in, you know, as recently defeated by them. We're at their house, at their noisy house. And they're going to be all fired up, and uh, I, I think that that's, pro- that's probably really scary. That's probably that to me. That's the scariest oh, it's gonna, game. Oh, it's going to be scary for sure. Yep. And my my Seattle friend said she actually thinks we'll win because I don't know how many losses per se in the last few years, but she said we lose a lot at home. She said so you guys might pull it out. So I have a little bit of hope just because she doesn't. <laughs> that helps. My brother says that that when he listens to the local sports in Seattle, and it's like. They're not happy with with them. They're they they yeah. say they're inconsistent and and anything can happen. And my brother was yeah you you you're gonna beat us. You're gonna beat us. And then of course look what happened. But going right. into their house, that I am real worried. Wilson is a beast. You can't predict with Wilson. Nope. Wilson nope. carries the team, and he will yeah. mess you up if you uh, don't take him out. That's right. Either Absolutely. emotionally or physically. Right. Absolutely. He's a beast. But I'm with the Ravens. I think that is gonna be. Because I, I forget his name offhand, but the quarterback, I have not seen someone play like him in years. He is a straight baller and unpredictable. And the Ravens scare me more than anybody. The Saints have been unpredictable. They yeah. had a really bad loss, but that could have been a fluke. Packers, I don't know, you know. But I think definitely the Ravens, they're just, they're scary. I think for the, the upcoming stretch of games, it's going to be a huge challenge regardless. You've got... The Packers this week, which we'll get into that game in a little bit, but Aaron Rodgers, you never leave him at the fourth quarter with the ball and a couple seconds on the clock. That man can do miracles. The Ravens are just too freaking consistent this year. They're strong. They're tough. That's going to be a tough game for sure. The Saints, I, you know, they're a strong team, but they're also an unknown quantity. They don't have Breeze. 
you know and if Breeze were in there I would be saying the same thing don't give him time with the ball at the end of the game and of course the Seahawks we all have had our say about the Seahawks yeah he and Wilson are similar in that very much so yep exactly uh Martin Hughes asks how many more W's have we got in our last few games I hope four I was just gonna say that I think that's about right yeah I could live with that I'd be happy if we go three and three our next six games to be honest with you I was thinking three losses just because of the names, the teams we just talked about. I think three or four, I obviously don't want four, but I'm thinking three losses. Simon Holdsworth wants to know, who do we miss more, George Kittle or Quan Alexander? Georgie. I miss Georgie. I, I miss George. He's so crazy. I just love him to pieces. Yeah, that's an easy answer. It's Kittle. <laughs> Although I think our defense would definitely be happy to have Quan Alexander back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's see. Nathaniel James, our buddy. What are our thoughts on Dwelly's performance? We kind of sort of talked about that already, but let's talk about Dwelly some more. I kind of like having the strong backup to Kittle. Yes. it's It gives me confidence that, like I said, if we have a major injury, it's not that big of a deal in, in the sense of the game itself. So planning for injuries, I don't know if they do, but that's the way I saw it. It also seems that the next man up mentality is becoming crucial. Do you think there are any players that are struggling? Pettis. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Definitely Pettis. Some of our starters. That was the first yeah. name that came to my mind. Yeah. yeah. And Pettis was one of our stronger players last year. Right. Yeah. So I that, really that, root for him. Absolutely. I really do. He's a good guy. But <laughs> yeah, he's struggling for sure. D Pat Gohill. Hello, D. How do we beat Green Bay? What are the keys to winning this game offensively and defensively? Do you think the D will carry the team again? I do. They have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have to. They, they got to go in there and just dominate from the from the very first offensive yep. play. Yep. Yep. Rush, yep. rush, rush. That's it. That's it. Bosa needs to get to to uh, Rogers. Absolutely. He's gone three games now without a sack. And what's up yeah. with him? What's up with him? Is he a little tired? Does he need some graham crackers or... Orange, you know, <laughs> it's like, come on, yeah. let's get fired up. You know? Yeah, yeah. He needs something. I, you know, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe he did leave it all on the field that first half of the season. Well, I have another idea for that is that there, I mean, I saw at least the last couple of games, he's being double covered. Yeah, true. that's true. They're, true. They're planning for him because he's so talked about in national news. ESPN loves him. So they're planning ahead for him for sure. And Kittle. The other end needs to be the ones that take the pressure off of Bosa so that they start paying attention to that side of the ball and Bosa can get free. Well, I, I think, too, the fact that we had such an early bye this season, um, mm. maybe some of our guys are just kind of getting tired. You that know? I mean, and yeah. I, I, when I saw that early bye, I thought, ooh, this is trouble. Well, I understand the reasoning behind the early buy. My understanding was the Niners requested it once Bochi for the San Francisco Giants announced that he would be retiring. That was his last game, was the, the week of the buy. So that was my understanding. And I, so I get why they requested that. I think that that just shows Bay Area, you know, strength and pride. But I, I'm sure they're regretting it now because I feel like, you know, it, it's too late and now we're really dinged up. Yeah, yeah I was thinking more injuries. Because of the bye. So we're talking about the Packers. Let's talk about the game on Sunday. Tell me, the Packers are leading this series 36 30 and 1, and they have won the last two meetings. 
how do you think we match up? Do you think Joey Bosa, now someone had asked this in the group, do you think Joey Bosa is talking to Nick about how to beat the Packers O-line? Oh, we can only he hope. Has to. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're great teammates, those two kids, and I have no doubt they chat with each other about how to do things. <laughs> they come from a family of ballers, and, you know, there's no doubt. Well, and what's the, the scuttle on injuries? Who do we think is coming back this week? I haven't seen anything. They haven't announced who's in and who's out. They usually post that uh, tomorrow about noon on Thursday. So Twitter post. I know, right? Well, I, I, I haunt the Niners website. <laughs> I stalk them. What can I say? Well, I think, I think if, we could get, if we could get some of these guys back, a couple of these guys back on the field, I think, I think we've got really good chances. I really do. I think I think we can. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but for the first time in a long time, I think we can hold our own with Green Bay if we can we can get some of these guys back, or if we can't, and we and you know and we've got we've got Dwelly and you know if we need that fire in the belly, and it didn't feel like we went into the last game with it it uh, in that first half, but we got it you know, in the fourth quarter. I just don't want it to be close again. No, the, those those give me like angina attacks, man. Absolutely. They're yeah. just too hard on my, my stomach. They need to put up points big time right away. Yep. We're too old for this. <laughs> I did that game with my brother, and he said, the timeouts that the teams call are for the fans, not for the players. Not for the players. <laughs> Love we could, it. Like, actually go on our phone, maybe go to the bathroom, whatever. Yeah. You know, we could actually do something. So the Packers are coming off a bye. But they did beat the Panthers in Green Bay at week 10, 24-16. Can we hold Aaron Jones? He rushed for three touchdowns that game. And Devontae Adams had 118 receiving yards. Is RD gassed at this point of the season? They have to be. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and we yeah. need Sala over there revving him up when he's walking back and forth very passively. You know, he, he needs to get out there and, and hop up and down and scream and yell and grab his headphones and all that and, and fire him up. And stay off the field. Yes, stay off. Yeah, don't get any penalties. No penalties. <laughs> yeah. He was warned twice. Stay off the field. Yeah. I saw even on TV there was one guy next to him and they grabbed him, grabbed him by the stomach and pulled him back. Oh my god. Because <laughs> he wants to go in and play so I bad. Think he has a handler, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think he, he does. To. It just. I think most him. coaches do. <laughs> yeah. Get back, Sala. Get back. That's a good thing. Yep. So offensively, the Packers are ninth in the NFL with 25 points per game and 17th in total yardage with an average of 356 yards per game. The Niners sit second at 29.5 points per game and fifth in total yardage at 386.6 per game. So we're pretty evenly matched offensively. I think our thing is, can we run the ball? You know, can Coleman get out there? Because Coleman's still uh, still available. He's playing. Can he get out there and, and, and run the ball? Can the offensive line create the holes? Yeah, I, don't, I can't answer that, honestly. I think it's, for me, it's 50-50. I, I can't say one way or the other. It's all going to be how healthy we are. Right. And if, and if we can run the ball and our defense is hot, then I, I really think we can do it. Well, we are opening as three-point favorites. No kidding. I love wow. that. Whoo. Who are these Niners? Uh, that, and that's the home field advantage that we are now enjoying. Right. That's probably why, yeah. Yeah. And this game, everybody remember, has been flexed to the Sunday night game. It's not a 105 kickoff. That's right. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> what a shocker. They did that right after our win. I know, it's amazing. At nighttime, I was like, well, okay then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who did they kick? I don't remember. 
it was um oh shoot i can't remember but it was it was two kind of mediocre teams going at each other which sometimes those end up being the better games but we want this one to be a blowout yeah it's just it's just amazing that we're having these conversations i mean you think about where we were last year the year before last year before that and it's like i just can't believe we're doing this and i guess i, it's, I feel like oh, we're in a dream i'm gonna wake up and this isn't really happening but it is it is i know and it's it's just it's it's i'm still having trouble wrapping my brain around it you know exact same way i mean i just i'm hesitant uh, just so that my disappointment won't be as bad, right. I think. And, I mean, you, you love them, you're happy about it, but, yeah, you just got to hold back a little bit. The faithfuls, you know, we've been damaged. Well, and we get, as a group, Niner fans get way too overdramatic, you know. The first win and we're going to the Super Bowl and then our first loss and, you know, get rid of everybody. <laughs> this season I've become a lot more superstitious. I'm not really that that way. But the, the first game of the season, I put on my, my beautiful Jerry Rice jersey that I got at the, the Hall of Fame in Canton and uh, have a, a little rubber wristband. And I've been wearing that same jersey every game. I keep the, the band on all the time. It's like I feel like if I, if I do something different, if I deviate, then they're going to lose. And it's like I didn't do anything different, you know, with, against Seattle, but it's like it helps. Well, okay. So I have a t-shirt that I wear. It's the Niner logo in sequins. It's a black t-shirt. I've worn it every game this season except the Seattle game. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So guess what's washed and ready for Sunday? <laughs> I have confessed. I will now take my punishment. <laughs> I have to admit that I wear a lot of the same things even since Candlestick. I have one rule. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I never wear black into the stadium on game day because I always say that's Raider colors. I just can't bring myself to do it. I see a lot of black in there. I get it, but I personally can't. Yeah, I agree with <laughs> you. Because I want my red and gold. Yep. But I have a ring that I've worn. Um, I don't know if you ladies know, when you we were young, you put a quarter in, you get like a ball with a toy inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I got a 49er ring when I was seven, seven or eight years no old. No joke. And I still wear it every single game, and it's still nice. fine. It's, it's just really, it looks old, but it's very cool. That's awesome. I wear it every time. <laughs> Love it. I wear it. the same Vans. I got red Vans. I wear those to every game. There's there's about three or four things. Same earrings since Candlestick, so I'm yep. not superstitious. I just keep it consistent. If yeah, like I, I, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, that sounds better. I like that. I like, I That's like that. what I do. I like same earrings. I wear my little... They're like Ked's 49er shoes, and they're very comfy. And uh, yeah, okay, consistent, not superstitious. And don't you don't you guys think that now that we're winning, there's more things we can buy? Women's clothes and women's items. Jerseys and it's about more. time. Yeah. It seems like they're catering to us <laughs> a lot more. It's time that they start marketing to us, for crying out loud. Well, there was a we game earlier talk. in the season, and the, the broadcasters were doing something about talking about the women. Maybe it was one of the London London series games, and they were talking about how many, you know, oh, there's so many, there's, oh, there's more women at the games. And it's like, where have you been? We have always been here. We have always been here. We are the silent majority. I'm sorry. I always well, my said. My mom told me when she went in the 70s, when she went to Candlestick in the 70s, she said it was hardly any women past my aunts and my mom and it was quite sexist really definitely they were just treated like oh you're just going with your husband because you got nothing else to do or you don't know anything and my family knew 
everything about football. So yep. they would get really pissed off about it. And, you know, they they proved all the boys wrong. But they had to fight for it. Oh, yeah, and we're still fighting. I'm, I follow a number of different Niner groups. And I made, gosh, just a few months ago, I made a comment on one article that somebody posted. And this guy answered me and said, go back to the kitchen and make me a sandwich. And I went, look, buddy, for the last three years, I have hosted a podcast. Yes, it's a fan-based podcast, but it's a 49er podcast. I know my Niners. I was there when Steve Young's jersey got retired. I was there through thick and thin. I've been a fan since 1979. Thank you, Grandma. Love you. You know, (laughs) it's like, don't, don't, don't do, don't do this misogynistic malarkey. I wanted to say something bad, but I didn't. We'll really have made it when uh, we're watching football and they put, they advertise and there's women's sanitary products. Then it's like, hey, there you go. You You know? Yeah. (laughs) Summer's Eve, Summer's Eve brings, brings you the <laughs> NFL edition. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had this problem either with, with men and women at games is that if I bring, say, my brother and you're talking with other fans around you, you're mentioning something, they talk through me to my brother. Yes. Or they look at my brother and answer whatever I'm saying. I'm like, oh, what, what do you think that penalty's for? And then he'll turn and start talking to my brother like he had just asked it. Ooh, so that, that happens every now and then, and I just, oh. The misogyny I, I is, is real. Well, you know, when I go to games, I usually go with my, my youngest son, my, my niner bed. Well, he's 26. And so we've moved away from California so many years ago. Wherever we, Whenever we go, we're always the visiting team. And it never fails. You know, the opposing team, they're not, they're not trash-talking my son. They're trash-talking me because they think, they think I'm, you know, and I'm very tall. And it's like they think that they can they can talk me down, and it's like, <laughs> look, buddy, you know, you're you're drunk half in the tank, so don't you know? But it's yeah. it's they yeah. So I think they take whatever whatever opportunity they can. Yeah, we just have to educate them. I we think do. That, that's the way I look we at do. it. Is we have to help them. Yep. <laughs> we have to bring them yep. up board. They need to understand that it's not just a man's game. No. Yeah, and I think not. it's encouraging for some men that you know the women they're with would get into it so it's something they can do together I mean rather than having someone naive I I would think it would help them my husband has friends who are so jealous of him because I'm so into football and I'm so I mean my husband and I've been married forever 31 years and back in 1999 when we first moved into a house our first house after we had left apartment living for Christmas my husband bought me direct TV so that I could get NFL ticket Aww. I mean, that's just our relationship, you know. He knows me. I know him. We both enjoy the NFL. We both enjoy the Niners. We're massive Niner fans. And his friends are all jealous going, I can't even get my wife to watch a minute of it. Oh, see, my husband doesn't watch football at all. He's not into sports. He just puts up up with me. You know, he puts up with me. Well, so now we're being sexist because... Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. It's about time. What's wrong with him? He's a man. Exactly. Exactly. He's damaged. (laughs) Oh, the table's turned. Yes, they have. All right, moving on. We need to get through to the pick six so that we can run uh, the two-minute drill. So, Nathaniel, congratulations. You had the only pick six this week. That's his second of the year. 
We had 10 players pick five winners. That would be James Little, Scott Bissett, Mark Baylor, Mark, Mark Noli, Kieran Walton, Alex Gill, Lisa Lawrence, Dan Turrell, Richard Burley, and Danny Hogg. Congratulations, you guys. Excellent. Thank you. That's awesome. I am well out of the running. I can't even get one win this right now. <laughs> So the Niners need to keep winning so I get my win. <laughs> so the current leaderboard is Kieran Walton at first place with 59 points. Nathaniel James hot on their heels at 55. Keith Fish has 51. John Newell, 47. Simon Holdsworth, Ross Irwin, and James Waters have 45. Jason Argo and Alex Gill have 44. Deepak Gohill has 43. Christian Theobald has 42. Scott Bissett and Andy Mitchell are tied for 41. And Mark Noli rounds up the top 10 with 40 points. Good job, guys. That's awesome. I, I'm telling you, you think you know what you're doing when you're picking these games, and then you're like, okay, I don't know. This is why they play the game. I think this season says that. <laughs> some pretty unpredictable things. Yeah. Totally. All right, ladies. It's the ladies' night edition of the two-minute drill. Are you ready? No. <laughs> I have four minutes. I have two minutes on the clock. <laughs> okay, two minutes on the clock. Let's go, Lisa. Does this win really emphasize just how good our squad depth is? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Leanne, will Debo's performance keep Pettis out of the starting wide receiver core? I don't want it to, but I like both guys. But it's a competitive world, and it's a doggy dog. So it's, you know, if he's doing great and they're love, sure thing he's not coming back. I mean, it, they got to be competitive. Lisa, how many wins do you think we will end up with in the regular season? Well, like I said before, I think, I think we've got three more losses coming. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And, uh, but I'll be, I'll be pleased because we're still doing better, but yeah. Leanne, do we rush our key injured players back in or make sure they're 100% fit for the playoffs? I think you guys know what I'm going to say. They're, I'd rather them be 100% stay out longer. I think it's smarter, especially with how good we're doing this season and we'll definitely be in the playoffs. I'd rather save our best players for playoff. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Lisa, who's better looking, Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy G? Oh, please. <laughs> the dimples. Oh, my God. Somebody, that was my, my response to Neil, but I had somebody, to throw that one in there. Somebody posted a picture of him, you know, all the way, and oh, mercy. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leanne, can we use a two tight end set with Kittle and Dwelly? I hope so. It's not traditional, which I like that idea. I mean, Shanahan's unconventional. I hope so, but I don't think so, to be honest. I think he's going to shake, shake it up more. Lisa, will the Juice be the 13th different player to secure, to secure a passing touchdown? Oh, definitely. It's just a matter of time. Leanne, with the opposition defense loading the box to stuff our run game, can we rely only on our passing game to get it done? Absolutely not. We have to mix it up. And if it were my choice, it would be 50-50. I, I know we're good with our run game and this last game we were excellent with our passes are always more exciting for fans but i really think it should be 50 50 awesome and that's the end of the two minute drill uh the one thing we did miss in talking about the packer game is we didn't make our predictions i guess i just assumed that we all think the niners are going to win that's right yes yep. absolutely i really do believe it this time but i hope awesome. it's not close 
I, I would like it to be a blowout. Yeah, I need I need a touchdown and a field goal between us at least. Yes, oh, that sounds that's good. That's what makes me nervous. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be another close game. Yeah, yes. me too. It scares me, but realistically, yeah. you know, with Aaron Rodgers, it has to be. Yeah, and I mean, if we can win by one point, I will be happy. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. Not in the last two seconds, though. Yeah, no. Let's not give him the ball with any time remaining on the clock. Oh, it'd be over. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> he is. You know, he's gonna pull it out. Yep. All right, anything else we want to cover, girls? Uh, I think I did it pretty good. Oh, I think you guys you know, did great. One thing. Uh, uh, what, what, do you, what do you two ladies think about what happened to Kaepernick over the weekend? Oh. And the NFL saying he was a no-show and putting all the restrictions on. What did you, th- what, I mean, what was your just quick opinion? Quick opinion. Okay, I love Cap. I'm, I support him like, you know, crazy. I, I think he should have not rescheduled it I think he should have just shown up to the NFL one you know it's a building bridge thing you know what I mean but no cameras no recording you know for everybody to see I I get that I know I and I understand why he did it and and it's good that he wants uh full transparency um I just think in terms of bridge building to get back into the NFL he would have been better played to just go play the game a little bit but I mean, I understand where he's coming from, and I support him. That, me too. Although I, I think do too. I think the, I'm Kunt, the Kunta Kinte T-shirt was a little over the top, but yeah. Yep. But that's him. He, I, it is him. To start trouble if he wants something. He, he knows it. what the NFL is like. You know. Yep. You can't start trouble and then complain about it. That's kind of my feeling. Yeah. Well, I love him too, but you know. My thing is. It's who he is. He's an activist, and you know, and I fully support that. So if he gets away from that, you know, which I'm asking him to do, I can totally get why he wouldn't want to do that because that's not playing, being the person he is, and that's what I got on Bosa about earlier in the year before he was signed. So to remain consistent, you know, yes, he needs to stick to his ideals, and and I totally understand what he did i think if he was truly serious about getting a job in the nfl he would have played the nfl's game yeah yeah he's he's gonna have to i think because it's just too conservative they're too worried about backlash for his activism and they they need to support him because there's no reason why his first amendment rights are you know exactly i don't know i just i'm not happy about it eric reed is still in the nfl eric reed is still in the nfl he did the exact same protest and let's talk about the fact that Marshawn Lynch sat on the bench for years, not only in Seattle, but also on the Raiders, when they were singing the national anthem. So how is that not disrespectful? Exactly. But that's just my opinion. I believe that you can't tell people how to protest. You know, exactly. some people are saying, well, he shouldn't be kneeling for the national anthem. It's sacred kind of thing. No, no, no. He can, you can't tell somebody how nope. to protest. Absolutely not. It's just wrong. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, okay, there we go. There's our controversial topic for the week. <laughs> Thank you so much to Lisa Lawrence and Leanne Gerlach for joining me for Ladies' Night. I hope you'll come back and do it again. Sure. I'm ready and willing. Be happy to. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils Hanman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. 
And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of Lisa Lawrence and Leanne Gerlach, I'm Kat Victorino. Thank you for joining us. Go Niners, beat the pack.